Our Father who art in heaven, Lord, we say, Hallowed be thy name. We thank you for this opportunity to study your word, and we thank you for the life saving power, the life transforming power of your word. Lord, we pray that as we read them, may we receive grace to put them into practice. This is our prayer to Christ our Lord. Amen. Conflict and Courage, January 2. There is hope. Now, these things which happened to our ancestors are illustrations of the way in which God works, and they were written down to be a warning to us who are the heirs of the ages which have gone before us. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 11 The murmurings of ancient Israel and their rebellious discontent as well as the mighty miracles wrought in their favor and the punishment of their idolatry and ingratitude are recorded for our benefit The example of ancient Israel is given as a warning to the people of God that they may avoid unbelief and escape his wrath. If the iniquities of the Hebrews had been omitted from the sacred record and only their virtues recounted, their history would fail to teach us the lesson that it does. If God's people would recognize his dealings with them, and accept his teachings, they would find a straight path for their feet and a light to guide them through darkness and discouragement. David learned wisdom from God's dealings with him and bowed in humility beneath the chastisement of the Most High. The faithful portrayal of his true state by the prophet Nathan made David acquainted with his own sins and aided him to put them away. He accepted counsel meekly and humiliated himself before God. The law of the Lord, he exclaims, is perfect, converting the soul. Repentant sinners have no cause to despair because they are reminded of their transgressions and warned of their danger. These very efforts in their behalf show how much God loves them and desires to save them. They have only to follow his counsel and do his will to inherit eternal life. God sets the sins of his erring people before them, that they may behold them in all their enormity under the light of divine truth. It is then their duty to renounce them forever. God is as powerful to save from sin today as he was in the times of the patriarchs, of David, and of the prophets and apostles. The multitude of cases recorded in sacred history where God has delivered his people from their own iniquities should make the Christian of this time 
eager to receive divine instruction and zealous to perfect a character that will bear the close inspection of judgment. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is There is Hope. Our key text is taken from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 11. I'll be reading in the King James Version and it says, Now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Now what are the things being referred to here? I would like to read 1 Corinthians chapter 10 reading from verse 1 it says, Moreover brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters as were some of them, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now. All these things happened unto them for ensamples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Amen. All these things happened. What are the things? The things that happened in the past. All of it. From ages past, all the stories from Adam down to the apostles, even to the reformers and to our own present time. Every story in them is contained a lesson for us upon whom the ends of the world are come. For you who are living in these last days, God has delineated and written down inspired history for you in the Bible. And that is our intent as we go through this devotion, Conflict and Courage. We are going to read and study sacred history. All the stories, the major stories in the Bible from Adam down to Jesus and then to the apostles, every major story will be looked at and then lessons will be drawn from them because 
that is what the Bible was written for and we shouldn't miss it. We are told 1 Corinthians 10 verse 6 and verse 11 in those two passages that those stories were written for you and for me so that I should read them so that when I read the stories of their faithfulness, I should see what God expects from me. And when I see the stories of their unfaithfulness, I should see what to avoid. When we see the dealings of God with people in the past, it is an advice to us. We are to advise ourselves. Why should I walk in the same pathway that they walked? Take, for example, all that was listed here in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. All that was listed there tells us some of the things that they did. It says that even though they ate the same spiritual meat and drank the same spiritual drink, yet Christ was not pleased with many of them because after doing those things, they were idolaters. Some of them rose up to eat and to play and we need to know what that means. Are we rising up today to eat and to play in church and saying we are worshipping God? And then we are also told that some committed fornication and some tempted God and others murmured and were destroyed of the serpent. And he says that the reason why God wrote the story of our fathers, the Israelites and Abraham and all the patriarchs and all the prophets and the kings and the apostles and the story of Jesus is so that we who are living in this end time can be advised and be wise. Proverbs chapter 1 reading from verse 2 says to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding to receive the instruction of wisdom justice and judgment and equity to give subtlety to the simple to the young man knowledge and discretion a wise man will hear will hear the story of david and jesus and the apostles and daniel and the story of all the israelites coming out of egypt a wise man will hear those stories and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Wisdom is contained in sacred history and the Lord has written it down and preserved it. You see, this Bible has suffered a lot. A lot has been done to destroy it. But through the divine hand, it has been kept through all the ages intact. Many are trying to corrupt the words today by changing its meaning and writing versions of the Bible that are actually corruptions of the truth. But we have with us an uncorrupted one and for those who wouldn't want to be deceived you have with you the Bible I would recommend you want uncorrupted truth stick with something like the King James Version of the Bible and as we go through the stories you would increase learning because God has said the stories that were written are for you to learn and a wise man will hear after hearing these stories, they will increase learning. It is now time for us to go through these lessons, through these stories, to see how God dealt with people in the past. How did he deal with Enoch and Daniel? How did he deal with Adam and David? How did he deal with Judas and Peter? How did he deal with Ahab? And how did he deal with King Manasseh? 
and as we learn we are to have hope because we see the struggles of these people and we realize that their struggles are the same as ours it isn't going to be wise for us to have so much lessons like this and yet fail to be better than them whose story was abraham reading whose story did adam have he had no story to read and how about uh daniel he only had the history from the time of uh, genesis to maybe just captivity that was all he had but we have a wealth of information we have six thousand years of history before us sacred history to look at and learn lessons it would only be foolishness for us to have so much information and still make the same mistakes that these people made and that's why we will be going through the stories Jesus said in the book of Matthew 7 reading from verse 24 therefore whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it for some of us our house will stand because we will hear these stories and not repeat the bad acts that were done in the past but will copy and emulate the good acts and our house will stand because when we do that we are hearing like Jesus said and then doing but for some of us we will not even hear at all and others will hear but yet will not learn the lesson and we will be building our houses making decisions for our career making decisions on how to worship God making decisions on who to marry on when to marry and making decisions for ourselves in general but not based on the word of God and that is what it means to build your house on the sand and that house will fall and great will be the fall of it a wise man will hear and increase learning will you hear before us is sacred history for us to learn from and this sacred history is to inform our present decisions when you hear about how God dealt with the Israelites because they broke the Sabbath will you also do the same when you hear about the story of Ahab marrying someone who was ungodly will you do the same thing and expect a different result when you hear about the devotion of Daniel and his wisdom in his choice of diet his choice of study and all would you not do the same thing and yet you say you want to be like Daniel that's what we're talking about when you read of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and hear his teachings and saw the way he dealt with the people who was trying to destroy him and also those who believed in him would you also follow the same example that is what these lessons are written for for us to know what to avoid so that our lives can be beautiful because it is in making mistakes that we have bitter regrets many today are suffering and they wish they could trace back their life and they wish they could rewrite their story now they have made mistakes for some of us we are young people 
you have before you the opportunity to write your own history different from that which was written from people of the past the bible speaks solomon speaks david speaks daniel speaks joseph speaks and all of them are warning you christian follow the right path there's that song that says christian seek not yet repose cast thy dreams of ease away thou art in the midst of foes watch and pray and one of the verses says hear the victors who overcame see they mark each warrior's way all with one sweet voice exclaim to you o christian watch and pray david is screaming to you from his story and so is adam screaming to you o christian look at my mistake don't make it look at my failures avoid it solomon is shouting out loud in the book of proverbs and saying oh young man young woman look at my failure don't follow the same path it will be foolishness for you to do the same thing i did and expect a different result and jesus is speaking in solemn tones to us look at me my life free from sin and this is how i achieved it watch and pray as we go through sacred history in these devotions that we'll be looking at through the year, the Lord will speak to our hearts and wisdom will increase only if you put into practice what you have studied. You have before you an opportunity to become a wise man and a wise woman. You have before you the opportunity of listening and sitting down at the feet of David. Let him educate you. You have the opportunity of sitting down at the feet of Adam. Let him talk to you. You have the opportunity of sitting down at the feet as little children. Of Sit down at the feet of Jesus, of Daniel, of Ahab, of Judas, at the feet of Joseph and Jacob and Isaac and Abraham. You have the opportunity of sitting down at the feet of Apostle Paul, Peter and John. And they all are our lecturers through this year to give us their story. You have the opportunity, O oh Father, parents, of sitting down at the feet of Eli so that he will educate us. And also Samuel and Moses. You sit down at the feet of these people and they all will be our instructors. Oh, wonderful thing that David, Jesus, all these men I just mentioned will be our instructors. Oh, and you have the opportunity of sitting down at the feet of Prophet Deborah, Prophet Huda, and they all would educate us and even Mary Magdalene so that we will be advised and be wise to make the right decision. In conclusion, I would say I want to read now something very important from the book Councils for the Church, 359 paragraph 4. It was somehow, re- somehow spoken of here in the Conflict and Courage page 8 paragraph paragraph uh, 2 paragraph 3 rather it says if God's people would recognize his dealings with them and accept his teachings they would find a straight path for their feet and a light to guide them through darkness and discouragement put in another way in the book councils for the church page 359 paragraph 4 it says in reviewing our past history having traveled over every step of advance to our present standing I can say praise God As I see what the Lord has wrought, 
I am filled with astonishment and with confidence in Christ as leader. We have nothing to fear for the future, except as we shall forget the way the Lord has led us and his teaching in our past history. End of quote. You have nothing to fear. You have hope for the future. But you don't have hope if you forget the teachings and you also forget the history. But when you take history into context and learn the lessons and look at the teachings you get from there, you have nothing to fear for the future because you would have laid for yourself straight paths for your feet to walk on and you will not be in danger of making a mistake and making walking in crooked paths. The Lord will guide you as you study and you would be avoided many heartaches because you will learn the lessons and avoid avoid the mistakes. May God give us the grace that as we go through these devotions, we will be blessed. Amen. Amen. And just to add a few lines where he says that there is hope. Indeed, the devotion is calling us to attention, telling us that there is hope for us. Because as it says that the murmurings of ancient Israel and their rebellious discontent as well as the mighty miracles wrath in their favor and the punishment of their idolatry and ingratitude are recorded for our benefits you see i've never heard or seen any nation with whom the lord wrath so mightily all the miracles you see bringing the children of israel from the land of egypt the house of bondage slaves into a land flowing with milk and honey all he did can you imagine that israel after approximately 800 years under the leadership of a man called johanan israel gathered themselves and returned back to egypt beloved there is hope if israel whom the lord had done so much for delivering them from sin as he is doing with us today all the words written in the scriptures all the lives of jesus all he did on behalf of man to break the bondage of sin break the chains of sin we go back to the sins that easily beset us the life of israel the life of the nation the acts are recorded for our benefits you see beloved god is indeed very merciful he's plenteous in mercy in deuteronomy chapter 28 he started off by telling them of the blessings that await them in obedience he said the lord shall command the blessings upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thy hand unto and he shall bless thee in the land which the lord thy god giveth thee the lord shall establish and holy people unto himself as he had sworn unto thee if thou shalt keep the commandment of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord and that they shall be afraid of thee and the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods and in the fruits of thy body 
and in the fruit of thy cattle and in the fruit of thy ground and in the land which the Lord sway unto thy fathers to give thee the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season and to bless all the work of thine hand and thou shalt lend unto many nations and thou shalt not borrow then as a good father he also placed before them the warnings of disobedience he said and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which i command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after all the gods to serve them but if you do that it shall come to pass that if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the lord thy god to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which i command thee this day that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee here the curse is cursed shall thou be in the city and cursed shall thou be in the field beloved before i continue to read this kind of depressing words it is very clear that god had placed before them blessings and curses obedience will bring the blessings near and the lack of obedience which is wickedness can you imagine if i bring a man into my house with all the beautiful things that i've promised i'll give them in obedience and they come into my house instead of walking with me they begin to walk at cross purposes with me it said the lord shall send upon thee cursing vexation and rebuke in all that thou settest thy hand unto for to do until thou be destroyed and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings whereby thou hast forsaken me it, it it is very clear to me that it is wickedness because if i have promised if god had given such mammoth promises to them and they look at the promises and they scoff at it they jeer at it they dare his patience and he went on to say in verse 45 moreover all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee and there shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder and upon thy seed forever because thou servest not the lord thy god with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things therefore thou shalt save thy enemies which the lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things and he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee and among these nations shalt thou find no ease neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest but the lord shall give thee there a trembling heart and a feeling of eyes and sorrow of mind and in the very land egypt that he had promised that they would see no more they shall be sold unto them as bondmen and women and no man shall buy you in other words they will go there and offer themselves as slaves say we are here again 
we that were delivered from this land by mighty miracles we are here again as slaves but no man will buy them beloved that's the depth of degradation that's the reward for provoking the Lord to anger with all the works of our hands. The lessons of Israel is a lesson for us. The work of sin, tampering with sin, will bring us down to the level of the brute. Israel's worth was because the man of Calvary was in their midst. It was because God favored them above all nations and they will turn away from God and then God will leave them to the tauntings and revilings of the enemies. And so that's what they got for tempering with sin which is wickedness. And we live in today if we continue to provoke the Lord to anger after all he had told us, after all we have read in the scriptures, we continue to live and sin. Will go back to the state where Israel went. But oh, there is hope now. There is hope for repentance. How shall I give thee up, O Ephraim? How shall I deliver thee, Israel? I will not execute the fierceness of mine anger. I will not return to destroy Ephraim, for I am God and not man. Hosea chapter 11 verse 8 and 9. You see God the pitying Savior is saying concerning you. Spare it this year also till I shall dig about it and dress it with what unwearied love did Christ minister to Israel during the period of added probation. Beloved, we're living in probationary time. We are probationers. Upon the cross he prayed, Father forgive them for they know not what they do. After his ascension, the gospel was preached first at Jerusalem. There the Holy Spirit was poured out. There the first gospel church revealed the power of the risen Savior. Beloved, the power of the risen Savior is available today. The very ones who persecuted and killed the Savior, he is saying that let the Lord forgive them, Father forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. For us now living today, upon whom the urns of the earth is come, light has come. We can see clearly. You see how God favors the generation living today. Israel had no template of how God walked with the nation before. They only had glimpses of the lives of the patriarchs. But now we have all these accounts put together in one we can read them we have the disobedience of adam to learn from we have the obedience of christ to copy back to the reading it says the murmurings of ancient israel and their rebellious discontent you see these men were rebels they were discontent they were ungrateful unthankful the law of idolatry let us read the account now in Jeremiah 42 to paint the picture of what God had to deal with. So then all the captains of the forces, and Jehoinan the son of Kiriah, and Jezaniah the son of Hoshea, and all the people from the least unto the greatest came near, and said unto Jeremiah the prophet, Let, we beseech thee, our supplications be accepted before thee, and pray for us unto the Lord thy God, even for all this remnant, for we are left but a few 
of many as thine eyes do behold us in other words they came to the realization that they need to seek God's face and they realized that Jeremiah was a prophet of God and so they came to him and said pray for us we are few we are disheartened we are discouraged we are hopeless we are confused we need hope is there a word of the Lord for us then in verse 3 says the Lord thy God may show us the way wherein we may walk and the thing that we may do just a little background to the story by this time Judah had fallen captive to Babylon and the Babylonians had set a man as king in Judah and the man was Gedaliah now Gedaliah had just been killed just a few days ago by a man called Ishmael now Johanan rallied the forces and pursued Ishmael and then when as he was coming Ishmael ran away with his men and then the people the captive that Ishmael had carried Johanan came to reclaim now they were in a place called Shimham they were between Bethlehem and Egypt so now he was faced with a dilemma they were afraid that if they had if they returned to Egypt what will become of their faith is uncertain they were also afraid of the Chaldeans that if they returned to Jerusalem the Babylonians will kill them because the Babylonians were not there when Ishmael killed Gedaliah and so in this dilemma that's when they called the prophet and they said come and pray to the Lord for us that the Lord will show us the thing that we, we shall do then Jeremiah the prophet said unto them I have heard you behold I will pray unto the Lord your God concerning your words and it shall come to pass that whatsoever thing the Lord shall answer you I'll declare it unto you I'll keep nothing back from you then they said unto Jeremiah the Lord be a true and faithful witness between us if we do not even according to all the things for the which the Lord thy God shall send thee to us whether it be good or whether it be evil we will obey the voice of the Lord our God to whom we send thee that it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God and it came to pass after 10 days that the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah then called he Johanan the son of Kerea and all the captains of the forces which were with him and all the people from the least unto the greatest and said unto them thus saith the Lord the God of Israel unto whom ye sent me to present your supplication before him if you will still abide in this land then will i build you and not pull you down and i will plant you and not pluck you up for i repent me of the evil that i have done unto you then god who understood the situation went on to tell them in verse 11 hear the word say be not afraid of the king of babylon of whom ye are afraid 
Be not afraid of him, saith the Lord, for I am with you to save you and to deliver you from his hand, and I will show mercies unto you, that he may have mercy upon you and cause you to return to your own land. But if you say, We will not dwell in this land, neither obey the voice of the Lord your God, saying, No, but we will go into the land of Egypt, where we shall see no war, nor hear the sound of the trumpet, nor hear nor have hunger of bread, and there we will dwell. And now therefore hear the word of the Lord, ye remnants of Judah. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, if you wholly set your faces to enter into Egypt and go to sojourn there, then it shall come to pass that the sword which ye feared shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt, and the famine whereof ye were afraid shall follow close after you there in Egypt, and there ye shall die. So shall it be with all the men that set their faces to go into Egypt to sojourn there. They shall die by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence, and none of them shall remain or escape from the evil that I will bring upon them. O oh, beloved, God is speaking the same words to us today. If only we will hearken unto the voice of the Lord. He said, If only thou hast hearkened unto my commandments, then thy peace would have been as a river, and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. But hear what the people said in verse in chapter 43 it says and it came to pass that when Jeremiah had made an end of speaking unto all the people all the words of the Lord their God for which the Lord their God had sent him to them even all these words then spake Azariah the son of Hoshar and Johanan the son of Kerea and all the proud men saying unto Jeremiah these are the same people that said whatsoever the Lord says we will do now here here is what they were saying. Thou speakest falsely. The Lord our God had not sent thee to say, Go not into Egypt to sojourn there. You see the problem with the hearts, the human heart, is that they have an idea of what they already wanted to do. Their heart is set in them. They just wanted to make it look as if God is favoring their plans. He said then, But Baruch the son of Neriah set thee on against us for to deliver us into the hand of the Chaldeans that they might put us to death and carry us away captives into Babylon. They were more afraid of the Babylonians than of God and so they rejected the word of the Lord. So Jehonan the son of Keriah and all the captains and of the forces and all the people obeyed not the voice of the Lord to dwell in the land of Judah. But Joanna and the son of Kerah and the captains of the forces took all the remnants of Judah that were returned from all nations whither they had been driven to dwell in the land of Egypt. And so to summarize the story, they carried the men, the women, all of them, and they went back to Egypt. And when they got to Egypt, they started afresh worshiping idols again as slaves because of their wickedness which they have committed to provoke me to anger 
in that they went to burn incense and to serve other gods whom they knew not, neither they, yea, nor your fathers. Jeremiah chapter 43, chapter 44, verse 3. In verse 49, God started off again by telling them, Say, Have ye not forgotten? Have you forgotten the wickedness of your fathers and the wickedness of the kings of Judah and the wickedness of their wives and your own wickedness and the wickedness of your wives which they have committed in the land of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? For I will punish them that dwell in the land of Egypt as I have punished Jerusalem by the sword and by the famine and by the pestilence. So what were they doing? They were burning incense, baking cakes to the queen of heaven. Even in the land, God was still admonishing them. Can you imagine? God followed them and still was pleading with them. In verse 15, hear what the men said again. Then all the men which knew that their wives had burned incense unto other gods, and all the women that stood by, a great multitude, even all the people that dwelt in the land of Egypt, in Pathros, answered Jeremiah, saying, As for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee, but we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth, to burn incense unto the Queen of Heaven, and to pour out drink offering unto her, as we have done, we and our fathers, our kings and our princes in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For then we had, had we plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil. But since, in other words, this is the charge they are giving unto Jeremiah now. But since we left off to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven and to pour our drink offerings unto her, we have wanted all things and have been consumed by the sword and by the famine. And when we burned incense to the Queen of Heaven and poured our drink offerings unto her, did we make her cakes to worship her and pour out drink offerings unto her without our men? Okay, this was the words of the women. Now you understand that there is saying that when we stop worshiping idols, things got bad. But now that we are enjoying ourselves, worshipping idols, things got better. Oh, what a striking resemblance to what is happening today when God is calling the world to keep the commandments. A lot of people are afraid that they will want all things. And some, if they begin to keep the commandment, indeed will cost them something because the cross comes with a price. It will cost them something and then they will begin to look back and say, Oh, from the time I started following Jesus, this has happened and that has happened. I better go back to my old ways where I used to have all things to the full. The lessons of Israel were given to us for an admonition. As we read these things, may we not repeat the same mistakes that Israel made so that at the end we'll be together with the Lord, even our Maker. Beloved, let us accept counsels from the Lord meekly and with humility of heart. The law of the Lord, he exclaims, is perfect, converting the soul. Repentant sinners have no cause to despair because they are reminded of their transgressions and warned of their danger. Let us not fight the word. Let us 
step out that the arrows of the Lord pierce through the old man that the old man shall die. God is as powerful to save from sin today as he was in the times of the patriarchs of David and of the prophets and apostles. Many are discouraged. Many have lost hope. Many have no faith in God and have lost confidence in man. But they appreciate acts of sympathy and helpfulness as they see one with no inducement of earthly praise or compensation coming to their homes, ministering to the sick, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, comforting the sad, and tenderly pointing all to him of whose love and pity the human worker is but the messenger. As the cities, their hearts are touched, gratitude springs up, faith is kindled. They see that God cares for them, and as His word is open, they are prepared to listen. Beloved, our hope of happiness in two worlds depends upon our improvement in one. We are to be those who are losing hope to look at the Father's hand that is still stretched out of a father's voice saying let him take hold of my strength that he may make peace with me and he shall make peace with me no human being possesses sensibility so acute or a nature so refined as does our savior and what patience he manifests towards us year after year he bears with our weaknesses and ignorance with our ingratitude and waywardness, notwithstanding all our wanderings and hardness of heart, our neglect of his holy words, his hand is stretched out still, and he bids us love one another as I have loved you. Beloved, we have great responsibilities. Why should we repeat the mistakes of Israel after we have seen the results of sin? Let us not parley with the enemy, but let us consecrate ourselves to the Father and the hope that we have received, the hope that burns within our heart. Let us share the hope that the Lord will deliver those who have fallen deep into sin, that He is ready to save them. He behold, He stands at the door and knock. If only man will hear His voice and open the door, He shall come in and sup with the person. Let us carry that message to the world. And may the message bring life and peace and joy and happiness even in our own lives. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, Lord, we continue to say glory and honor and power be unto thy name. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We see the possibility of gaining the immortal life. We see the hope that those who are in despair, us whom the enemy is trying to discourage with all the activities of the world, we see the possibility of gaining the life for which you came to give to the whole world. The light has come into the world and that light continues to shine in our hearts. Oh Lord, help us to study your word more. Help us to live out your life within us. Help us to die daily that you may live. Help us to carry this hope in our faces as we go into the world. Help us to gain the life that you've come to give. This is our prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs>